Julie Nguyen is an entrepreneur, an innovation and market leader. She is the co-founder of Crunch Moms, the first and only dedicated professional platform in the Middle East for women at all stages of their careers and motherhood. A Texan with Vietnamese roots, she has lived across continents and gathered 10 plus years of experience in brand marketing and digital transformation along the way. Julie Nguyen, welcome to the Life Lab. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to see you again because we used to work together many years ago. It's been a really long time. Yeah. I'm happy to see you. Me too. I can't believe all the things that you've done since um, since we worked together. It's and I want to in the intro we've talked about Crunch Moms, but um, and we'll talk about how you founded it and everything today in the interview. But you just had a big summit this week, right? How did it go? Yeah, we just had our second uh, Crunch Mom summit, and the summit just covered all things that women want to talk about. You know, whether it's um, our health whether it's financial independence and freedom, mm. the realities of being a working parent, we've covered all topics and it was phenomenal. We had two days of, I think, around 300 attendees. I saw pictures yeah. online. I mean, it looked, you know, first of all, super well attended and just like a beautiful setup and very, you know, engaged. Like the, the attendees seemed like they were really into it and yeah, I think it's not like your typical conference or summit that's, you know, a bit stuffy and whatnot. It was it was like energetic, super and inspiring, vibrant, vibrant. The space really like, was beautiful. The yeah. people were super inspired and just giving off the right vibe. And then speakers just they would share super honestly, which I think hit home with a lot of people. That's that's what I love the most is like summits and speakers who are really authentic. I mean, and, and you know, if they're especially if they're kind of they have a bit of flexibility and they're not maybe from the corporate world, they can talk very candidly. And, you know, especially around topics for women in the in their careers and things that must have been really cool. Yeah. I mean, we covered everything from, you know, working to having your own business as an entrepreneur. Yeah. But it's all about the stories of the people, just kind of like your podcast here. It's all about the stories that really connects everyone. And yeah. I think everyone's going through the same thing. So That's why not true. talk about it in an open space? That's it, true. It's a different yeah. experience when you're all together in a room talking about mm. it. So very happy about the summit. And I, when I saw, you know, when you founded um, or co-founded Crunch Moms, um, I remember kind of looking it up and thinking, oh, is it just for moms? But it's not just for moms, right? It's for any woman who's like working in the region and, mm. and moms as well. Yeah. And it started off with the emphasis on moms because there were not enough platforms or networks out there. And mm -hmm. it, it started from my own experience of becoming a mother and just kind of, whoa, what's happening yeah. here? There's there's nowhere to go for that support around all things career, around things mm -hmm. motherhood, and it doesn't end once you become a mother. And so as we've grown, you know, we've made it very clear it's for all women. It's for all people that mm. believe in women or women in transition, mm -hmm. moms, parents. And so that's something that we're working on on making sure that it's super clear that it's it's for moms and and, and more. just women in general women yeah in that general. are working here in Correct. the region um so julie you and you have two boys now which I is do. crazy yeah i know i mean we were i, I think we were babies when we worked together know. you know in our early Honestly, 20s yeah well you were i was <laughs> a little bit older yeah. in our 20s <laughs> yeah, i was in my 20s too, yeah. you were you were. But, i was yeah <laughs> but anyway but you have two I little have boys two, now yeah that's, so a four-year-old and a one-year-old that's amazing they're, everything. they're yeah. gorgeous oh, they're abs so i mean honestly you're what cute. you've made a beautiful family um I, and i remember when you got engaged i can't believe it like it's isn't time goes by yeah 
like I mean, thought, 30s, 30s are definitely um, different from 20s. It, it, and I look forward to the 40s after learning from all these women at the summit. Um, really? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We covered a lot of things. That's that so cool. Not talked about enough. Well, we're going to talk about it a bit. But yeah. I want to I kind of figure out, you know, share with the listeners, because obviously you have a very diverse background. You've lived in multiple continents and um, you grew up in Texas and your your family are from originally from Vietnam. Correct. How did you end up coming to Dubai? Yeah, so um, basically I born and raised in Austin, Texas. So I had never lived outside of, I would say it was a not a small town, but not a big place either. And when I graduated, I, you know, I always kind of agreed with my parents that um, once I've graduated, then I can go live kind of abroad Abroad. or live somewhere else in the U.S. And the opportunity came to move to Dubai for an internship. Okay. Was that just in Dubai, just with a like a a real estate startup company here. Okay. And I knew one person out here did a bit of due diligence, probably not as much, um, but kind of just knew that it was a safe space. Safe place, place for women. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was the first question that that I had and that my parents had that how is it if she were to go by herself? And so kind of just took just a chance. Took yeah, took a chance. I came with two suitcases. I didn't know and anyone. You were super young. What age were you? I moved out here when I was twenty one. Yeah. Thinking about it now. But That's I remember at the young, time yeah. thinking, if I don't do this now, when will I ever get this chance? And whatever happens, happens. And, and that was probably the uh, the minimum age that you could have moved here on your own, right? Yeah, you I have think to so. be 21. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just graduated. So, you know, it was all about just getting experience and just life learnings. Yeah, I yeah. just followed my instincts. And I hadn't really traveled much. Like I I don't think I'd really traveled much around the U.S. And so for me, I was kind of on an adventure, came out here and just kind of was figuring it out. Just, But I knew that it was for work, right? And I wanted to stay True. for the opportunities here and kind of said, give myself a two-year mark, as with everyone else did. <laughs> you know, that famous like line. Yeah. years later. Yeah, here. I can't it believe like, it's been that long, it's, but it's my home now. It um, is, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I came out here for my first job and I just continued following my instincts you know the internship was was good exposure and then it led to another opportunity which was another agency which then eventually became Edelman where we met oh that's right yeah yeah and I I just you know there was a thought at some point about going back after the internship going um, back to the states back to the states you know to be closer to family Mm. because I'd never never left my family right and I just started to build my own network out here. I started enjoying the life here. And I just kept telling myself, you know, just learn from this, from mm. from the work experience. And, you know, coming out here in 2009, it was a different type of Dubai, you know. And that it was, was just not, after the 2008. Yeah, yeah, it was it right was after the crash. crash so yeah. it, was, it was a bit quiet, mm. you know, but I didn't know. I mean, you heard about it. But um, it, it's not, it wasn't as mature as, as it is today. No. And... Yeah, I, I think I could see that it was safe. I could see that there were opportunities here. And I think for me, from there. I just went from there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so glad I did because it's it's made me an even more well-rounded person because of the diversity of people that you meet here. Mm-hmm. The type of experience that you get, you kind of you kind of have to be in control of figuring out what to do with your career here. Mm-hmm. And there's endless opportunities. That's what I, that's what I was going to ask you about, actually, because do you think, um, I mean, people... Uh, I mean, I've been here kind of around the same length of time as you have and worked across the region in Saudi here. Do you think that the Middle East has 
you know, particularly good opportunities for women in their careers. I mean, I, I think there's a perception outside of the region that it wouldn't be like that, but I actually think it really is. I think, I think there's definitely opportunities. I think that, I mean, the things that you can get exposure to, whether it's for multinational mm. or for the government or, or in the or startup entrepreneurship, yeah, entrepreneurial space or nonprofits, there's definitely a lot of job opportunities here. Mm-hmm. I would say that it comes down to the individual, you know, yes. kind of what, how they make use of all of these mm-hmm. opportunities. I think that whether someone is maybe a mother, there's obviously some points that can be difficult when you're a mom raising kids, but there's also a lot of support that you get in this mm-hmm. part of the world that you don't get anywhere else. Anywhere. Like the safety, the convenience of when you go places, the delivery services, mm. um, the support at home, the, mm-hmm. the nannies, the help, the childcare is just so different. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a strong support system and there's a lot more that you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can have your village at home in the sense of your family mm-hmm. and whatnot, but it's it's a different kind of help here, but a good kind of help. So mm-hmm. I think from, I guess, the lens of like a mother there's endless opportunities of what you can do here. I think as a woman, yeah, I mean, I think there's always that perception if someone hasn't been in the region or lived here that, you know, you don't have as many opportunities. And I would I would definitely disagree yeah. with that. I think there are stats out there that um, they're not, I mean, I think the Middle East region has like the lowest number of women in the job market compared to the rest of the world. Is that right? Yeah, I think from, from World Economic Forum, from probably... This is a stat from maybe like three years ago from when I first started Crunch Moms. But I think that's evolving. I mean, Mm. the opportunities and the incentives that they're giving women to either start businesses or -hmm. or to go back to the workplace, there's Mm -hmm. definitely a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I think what's happening in Saudi, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in Saudi, but... You know, th- this place is growing, and oh, I think gosh, yeah, there's really there's endless opportunities. I would say, looking at my time, like in the U.S., I would say work life style is is definitely. I mean, you work a lot here versus like in the U.S. This is what I think is that that there's a big misconception about that because I always feel at, people outside of the Middle East think, oh, you know. Take it easy, yeah, kind you of guys go with like the go to the beach and you have it. But it's I feel here you work a lot more hours. Like there's a lot more. I definitely think yeah, so. Yeah, and over weekends and you know in the evenings, just like people all the time, you know, just basically they, like yeah, twenty. You, you always have to be available and work. Like I, I yeah, definitely, with WhatsApp and emails and everything yeah. kind of merging. There's mm-hmm. always some some way of being online, and yeah. I think in the U.S. and at least as well my time in the Netherlands that there are just clear kind of cut out times, like culture, like that's you it. it's like, just that's don't it. email finished. after this. And the, yeah. you know, there are holidays. Oh, this, it's a holiday. I'm not going to, people are not going to answer. Correct. You know? They set very clear boundaries and it's not like just for women. It's just it's everybody. For all. Yeah. Exactly. It's just culturally. That's what it's like exactly. there. Whereas here, I feel that it's that we work a lot here. We just work a lot yeah. here. Yeah. Well, which I think is a good thing because there's a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, I think as individuals, we obviously just have to learn how to set some boundaries, boundaries and look after yeah. our mental, mental well-being. Health. Exactly. And your family. Obviously, if you're, you know, there's, there has to be an understanding around that if you've as well got responsibilities outside of work that you have to take care of and things like that. But, exactly. Exactly. But yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities here. I think, I think it's a place to be. I don't, I don't know any other market like, like, this region Me here too. right now. I mean, that, I completely agree with you about that. And and I think you know, you said so. You've worked. I mean, you grew up in the states. You've worked here. You worked in the Netherlands too. 
Do you think that culturally, in the, you know, from those different continents, that women approach their careers differently? Or there's, do you notice a difference? In- I think, I think maybe it's, I would, if I had to say so, just from my own personal mm. experience and kind of observations, mm-hmm. that it's maybe more linear than here. Like, I think that it's in the US, you can either go to work or you're at home raising your kids. It depends on like the financial situation. It depends on, on, on many factors. Mm-hmm. I think in the Netherlands, you see more women working in the work, like in the workplace mm-hmm. um, and there are clear boundaries spent. But I feel like the ambition is different here. The ambition. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, when I see like w- my observations of working in the corporate world in the Netherlands, mm. is I, I saw women and the senior levels. I saw um women you know in the workplace and it was I would say balanced okay but I would say you know it was kind of what we talked about before it was the culture it's like don't don't call me after this time no emails I won't respond on these holidays Mm -hmm. whereas here if you can find the opportunities for yourself the ambition like there's just endless opportunities Mm -hmm. like so many things that you can create or build from scratch as a business I think from a corporate landscape you're Yes, you're in a corporate environment, but there's still opportunities here that are just kind of untapped versus there's more structure and you kind of mm -hmm, have to go with the mm -hmm, processes that mm -hmm. in a mature market like in In, in in Europe Europe, or in the US. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Even in my own career, I mean, I feel like I through different trajectory, right? Yeah. And just through sheer hard work that I got opportunities that even if I'd probably worked the exact same amount in Europe or in, in, in more structured mature markets. I wouldn't have had those opportunities. You know, I think it's if you work hard and you, you know, perform, you perform your ambitious, you can, there are more opportunities here. Yeah. And, and there's opportunities to kind of just raise your hand and say, I can take, I can start to look after this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If there's a, like a, a strategic priority, I feel like you can raise your hand for it. Whereas in other markets, I think, I think there's, less kind of like creating something from scratch yeah yeah and less sort of it sounds flex. very broad but i'm just trying to go into like seeing that there are opportunities so many more endless opportunities mm. here versus mm. other markets that you know they're, they're mature they're right? and it's a little bit more rigid around yeah, you know there's a bit more rigidity it. around oh you can't know that's what i do and or no we don't do things like this you know it, whereas here it's more people or open to, I think, exploring yeah, and Not as much things. red tape around yeah, everything. Exactly, Definitely. Yeah. So I think it's an exciting time to be here. And I think there's a great support network and ecosystem here, especially for women mm. in this part of the world. And so you talked a little bit about what inspired you to start Crunch Moms with your, with your co-founder. Um, but so tell, I think a lot of people, well, from some of the comments that we get, the listeners um, are also people who are interested in entrepreneurialism and even have their own ambitions. And they, they, you know, I think it's interesting for them to hear about challenges that shaped a leader's journey. Were there any things in particular when you were trying to set up Crunch Moms, like challenges that you faced uh, and how did you overcome them? Yeah, so I think um, there's always going to be... <laughs> Oper- like challenges, challenges. Yeah, yeah, yeah challenges and I guess the optimist in me already said the word opt like you know <laughs> yeah. uh, um, opportunities I think looking back of when I had started Crunch Moms um which by the way was inspired by my son and that whole experience which which um, I can share in a bit but I would say there were opportunities uh, sorry again the optimist in me saying opportunities I think the challenges are I would say 
that I can recall is just dealing with people that just didn't align with me um, and not just like agreeing or disagreeing with me. It's the values and the culture of what I wanted to create with Crunch Moms. You know, okay. with Crunch Moms, it's it's very much based on a community. You're supporting women. And so to truly support women, you have to have these right values in place as a leader, but as people running it. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, there are times when you just deal with people that just do not see eye to eye and doing good for a community or for the people in the organization and that maybe they were looking after themselves or perhaps there were people in the network that were just kind of using the network for their own okay for themselves and Mm -hmm. so I won't go into specifics of stories but I think what I've learned and I'm sure it's covered a lot but honestly if you stick to your values and knowing you know this is not aligned like I or you stick to your values and then also just trust your gut mm-hmm. that you have to make decisions very quickly when when these alignments are not in line with mm-hmm. what you're all about. I think especially when you're running a network, mm-hmm. you know, it could make or break the network. Of, yeah, yeah, the net, not, I wouldn't say it, break, but it could impact in a, in a negative way, just like being in a corporate environment, mm. just like anything that's happening at home. Mm-hmm. And so I would say they will be characters in 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 life right but also in business that you have to make you have to be really strong Mm -hmm. as as a founder to make a decision yeah you have to be tough and I think for me I'm I'm a very caring giving always seeing the bright side of everything and I never want to hurt or offend anyone and I had to learn you know to stand up for myself and to stand up for what my values are. And so I always stay close to that and decisions that I make and they they can be hard right Mm. and what I've learned is as much as it it impacts me as an individual to make sure that I let go of that energy because you have to focus your energy on doing, building your business on the people that matter rather than spend it on people that are going to be draining it. And yes. so there've been some hard, you know, challenges along the way of just people that were not a right fit, um, which still is hard for me when I even think about it a little bit, I get upset about it, mm. but I just know that you make the right decision. So I would say, um, stick to your values and trusting your gut because a lot of business and a lot of entrepreneurship is, I mean, a lot of it is trust and working with people that you, mm. I mean, it's so easy for one or two people to just kind of really impact. Of course. Founder. Yeah. 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 That's really. That I felt like. I mean, just to share. I hope it yeah. helps because it's no, like it does, yeah. kind of broad, but like not going into it, you can't, detail. I mean, there's things yeah. that you can't. Um, yeah, that, that that are you're you're just kind of sharing the learnings of of what you were going through then about the, yeah. the challenges. Yeah. yeah, and I can. I mean, I think that, like you said, it's obviously when you're when you're a founder and you're an entrepreneur and you're starting your business, you're going to have people that put you down a lot. I mean, I think that that's one of the key things you know like to anyone who's really successful is that they have resilience to that and that they keep they just don't let it affect them and they let it go and keep moving towards it because they believe in what they're trying to do definitely and I think it's it's having I mean it's having a support network right Mm. Uh, that you can go to to bounce ideas like a sounding board Mm -hmm. and I think it's easy when you're in the corporate place to maybe have some of these mentors or a friend at the office but when you're on your own but when you're on your own or with a small team it's about trust right who is it that you can trust and know that their values are in line with you so when you ask for their advice 
that you're like, okay, they agree with they, me, not because they want to agree with me, but because they know this is the right, the right thing, thing to, to do. do. Yeah. And you had just had your son, your first baby, right? When you founded Crunch yeah, Moms. Yeah. So when I, when I first started Crunch Moms, I was still working in, in my corporate job. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a global digital transformation role and I learned a lot from that experience. It's like being in a startup, but also with a bit of that corporate support and, and budget. And so when I started Crunch Moms, I had my first son and I had a little bit of a longer maternity leave. Um, and so during that time, I just kept wondering, how am I going to approach going back to work? I mm. didn't have a place to go to. I didn't really have that support in my work environment. So I just started speaking to other women that were working or other women that just had kids. And then I realized that no one no one knew where no. to go for this kind of support, right? And what so, what like kind of support of like how like, to how to balance your career and being a mom and you mom? And yeah, it's like what am I going to do with my career? Because I think once once you have a baby, mm. you don't realize. Like I always thought, oh, what's the big deal? You just go back to work and yeah. you get some help. But there's a different thing you, you change as a person when mm-hmm. you become a mother, and so then your priorities change. You want to be there for them if they need you, if they're unwell. But then also you just want to be you, there. You want to yeah, you want to be there, but also you. You don't want to let go of all this that you've worked for of with course. your ambition and your career. And so it was, you know, how did you like speaking to people about how did you go through it? What were the other stories? How to approach some of these conversations with your employers around, you know, transitioning back? Is it part time? Is it then evolving to full time? I mean, I remember people telling me, don't do part time because once you're a part timer, you're always a part timer. You get paid less. You still work as much and you're not valued as much or perhaps like don't take too long of a break because they won't be giving the opportunities to you. And so it's kind of positioned in a way that's like, you're You're going to succeed when you come back. Exactly. And so, um, I decided, well, if there's nothing out there, how can I just start to build this, this network or this community, at least to start of just speaking to other women that are ambitious. Cause which is ironic because I mean, that's way more work than going back to <laughs> yeah, your corporate job. I started job. to learn like at a certain <laughs> point, like when, when things are tough, I, sometimes I would think, why don't I just help myself rather than trying to help a whole community mm-hmm. of women. But then when things go well, I'm like, look at the it's impact so that it. we're making. Yeah. So it definitely has its moments when I go back and forth, but, but that's why I, you know, I, I still try to make sure I take care of myself and my family, but also having a strong team that I work with when mm-hmm. we build this. Um, but to go back to what you said, it's, I said, what are the what are the attributes that we we need in a community? I knew that I think for the first time, I I think when I was on maternity leave, I went for coffee at like 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I just thought this is so strange to just sit here and have coffee and chit chat where I'm used to just getting work done. And um, yeah, it's, it was, I mean, it, so, it sounds like a really nice totally leisurely get, thing. I totally got that. It, it was strange. And so then it just, yeah, I wasn't sure. And then, so I just started building, you know, a name that could resonate with moms. That's what I wanted to help and in, in, to begin with yeah. myself, but then others to understand what, what did it, what is it can we do around this? And the more I spoke to, the more I realized, a lot of women out there are going through the same, whether it's they have young kids, older kids, whether they're in their 40s or 50s, mm. you mm. know, they're all facing it. The same issues. Um, and so just started building something from scratch. What is the name out there? What kind of brand we wanted to create? Um, what kind of values we instilled? Starting with something that was cost effective. So creating a Facebook group with just 100 people to talk mm. about what was going on. I think 
from my experience before, like building programs from scratch, you know, in the corporate world. And this is where I talked about there's opportunities where you can lead things here in this mm. part of the world that maybe you couldn't elsewhere. Okay, yeah. I took in that experience and said, you know, let's build something from scratch, be very genuine with every intention. And I think the key was just be consistent with what, what we were doing. Because at the same time, I'd be distracted with a baby, I, yeah. you know, a yeah, baby yeah, needing me, a first time mom, that baby would grow into a one-year-old, two-year-old. And so I was still learning from my own experience, but I was really passionate about it. I was like, there was this fire in me, like the moment I would finish work in my full-time job, I would spend time with my son and then I would just switch back on and, and figure start out doing crunch and start doing crunchons. Yeah. In and, the evenings. And I think my husband could see that there was this, something there. Something there. And I think, you know, when I would speak to people, they were just like, what is it? What are you doing? I didn't have the answers for everything, but I just kept focused and kept consistent. And one one thing that I would create, whether it was a post or one new follower, and when you start small, you know, it's like, it's funny to think like even just a hundred, a few hundred, there's still people, right? Of course. And, and even if one person is, you make a difference to them, it, it's value, it's meaningful. Yeah. yeah. And I think what I took away from this is just by, I didn't have to spend much money, right? Mm. I, I didn't have money to spend on it. And so for me, it was just using what we could. So created a Facebook group and making sure that it was unique from other Facebook groups, right? Mm. The, the way that everyone would introduce themselves, there was just these touching introductions that would make that women were making that I would just read them and just you know get so emotional <laughs> yeah and then these were impressive women working for massive organizations or that had had a break and then went back and so everyone had such a strong story mm. and so we just kept elevating that as we grew then from the Facebook group we turned it into you know a WhatsApp group, group. Um, we had a members area and everything we just grew slowly so by slowly cool. but it was just about being consistent mm. you know and it wasn't about being the biggest and the best immediately but making sure that these are real people that we're trying to help um and you know we didn't even have offerings yet you know we yeah. didn't have coaching yet when we first started it was just bringing them together and when you would bring the women together you could see that there was a clear there was an pain impact point. there was an impact there was a clear pain point that everyone was going through and there was a clear impact that was being made just by being together and can you share some stories about, you know, the impacts um, that you feel Crunch Mom has made on some of the members' lives? Like anything that you could share? Yeah. Oh, gosh, there's so many. Um, there's there's one member that she worked in Asia mm -hmm. for a long time. She's from Europe, worked in Asia um, for like head of investments for like a family office. Okay. And then relocated here with her husband and her two kids. And for the first time in her life, didn't have a bank account under her name because she relocated with her husband. She wasn't sure about the opportunities here. She, a friend introduced her to Crunch Moms. She started coming to our events. Then she went through our Designing Your Life uh, coaching program, which is a six-week program that was started at Stanford to redesign her life. She was trying to figure out, do I consider like a passion project around photography? Do I just be a stay-at-home mom? Or do I pursue work? But, you know, the opportunities here are very different in Asia. But basically she was just creating three different scenarios of what her life could look like. And, you know, I could see in her that there was lacking some confidence or, you know, she was, was trying to figure out missing. what to do. And I would say looking at her now, she connected with someone at our event. She went through coaching, our coaching program, decided 
she's going to pursue like the financial route again. She's still active in the workplace mm-hmm. and she's a financial advisor. Um, she has flexibility and part time. She's still there with her kids doing her passion project also on the side. And then she still comes to our events all the time. And I mean, just just seeing the, the contrast from before and after. Um, so that was, it was basically a bit of, of a lifeline for her when she moved here then. And she did this. Tell, tell me about the program. So it's a six yeah. weeks program. Design your life. Designing your life. It's it's essentially off the, the framework of uh, design thinking, which is used yes. in the startup world to create a lot of the tech businesses we know yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, these two Stanford professors said, why can't we take the same approach, but help people design a life that's more meaningful? So you design a life and that's including your work, that's including, you know, your career, but also your life and how you want to live it. And there's a wheel of life that kind of looks at everything. And you look at your life in three different scenarios. Like if it wasn't this, if money was not an issue, then what would my life be? Okay. If, if money, if, if time was not an issue, what would you be doing? And a lot of people have these aha moments that, you know, they're in control of their own life so they can, you know, change find it. change it and find the right opportunities. Mm. And I think seeing her is, is amazing because she always talks to us about how, like, she, it's really changed her, it life. changed her life. And it's like, I think her exact words were like, not if she doesn't come to Crunch Moms, it's like not brushing her teeth, you know, or not going to the gym. Oh like my she God. needs it, kind of start her week to get some new networks, uh, con- contacts, inspiration, but also it's led to all of these opportunities for her. So that's that's, that's a really nice that's one. That's a really good one. And, yeah. and six weeks, is it every day or is it once a week? It's, or It's only two hours a week over the six weeks. Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay, so it's totally, you know, it's, it's, it's anyone manageable. could do it. Yeah, yeah, it's manageable. And it's, you know, we do it for women, we do it for moms, but you're seeing a whole community of designing your life. You're seeing it within doctors. You're seeing it within men like in the in the oh, it's men too yeah it's yeah. men too so it's anyone can anyone do it. anyone can do it absolutely um and we've just done a little bit more with women because you know of course we bring them together moms, yeah. it's like-minded women but anyone can, can do, do it. it and it's you really see your life in a different way and we believe that combining designing your life coaching which is manageable in terms of how you do it what you put in is what you get out but combining that with being part of a membership network to grow your network figure out what you want to do mm. it just those combine and that kind of positive vibe yeah. and energy that the community um, is all about will lead you to opportunities. And we've seen it. We've seen like really change in the women. Yeah. I could go on about all of them. That's amazing. Um, and that's what keeps me going as an entrepreneur. I'm doing something that's making an impact. And for me, it's, it's extremely rewarding. And it's just like in work, right? Mm. You know, we, we, we do it for the money. Yes. But also we we want to do the work that's going to make a difference or have impact. And of so course. for yeah. me, we're, we're touching on real women, real people, and it's super inspiring to, to do this kind of work. But, yeah. I, I just seeing how it's grown. I mean, I've kind of, you know, observed it over since you started it. It's, it's, in, it's crazy now. I mean, like the summit that you just did this week, I mean, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning, but it was so well attended. There was a real, you could feel the energy, you know, in, in the videos and the, the, the posts and things and you know the sponsors that you have and yeah, like the goodie bags the were ridiculous <laughs> and they have so many good it's just it's a really high level event it's organic too yeah you know we like since we've started I think we only did our first like Instagram posts with a sponsored boost for like a few dollars but before that everything was organic so it was just through our friends and family first mm. and then they would come to events bring in another friend mm-hmm. and you know, another friend would post about it and then their friend would see on Instagram and, and join. And so 
6,000 plus women, like part of our community, all organic. And, you know, that's just the start of it. I know. Yeah. So it's still quite nice. I mean, it's just a few years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's only been two years that we've been active. I feel like the first year doesn't count because it was COVID. So Uh, you couldn't have more than seven people around a table. I think our first summit helped create a name for us. And then Um, it went from there. And then it went from there. And so we have a, you know, we're excited about what's to come in, in 2024. I think it's, you know, there's a lot of amazing opportunities. And Mm. as you mentioned, there's great sponsors and partners that we're speaking to, you know, like I think the biggest milestone for us recently was having Visa come on board, you know. That's such a stamp of approval. I mean, you've got a a global, I mean, a leading global brand that's like, yeah, and they're great people to work with and they truly believe in what we're trying to do. Mm. And um, they want to be part of this with us. That's same amazing. with Rio Bank, you know, they're I love Rio Bank. Bank. They're, so good. they're so cool. I mean, they've just come out of nowhere. And, you know, I, I like I completely think what Honestly, they're doing is amazing. When yeah. we first started, I think when women would do their talks, they would say the biggest pain point they would always have was setting up a business bank account. And when I signed up for Rio, I just thought this was too good to be I true. I know. One of my friends, Abby, um, she, she has started her own business recently. And I was talking to her about just about this, about like sort of through a friend who was asking me for advice and she had she was like you have to sign up to we like you just you just do this and it's in three steps oh, and you've got your your bank again the next day there was like a card delivered yeah, with our name on it, it felt so yeah. and they're so great to work with and they're they're really they're, yeah, yeah they're gonna they're gonna do good things um, we're excited about what we're gonna offer some of our members for oh, you know really? working yeah that's because, so cool i mean it's all about good user experience yes, customer experience yeah, yeah. and we were client that just had great experience. And so that just led to these opportunities. I was shouting out about it before they were a partner because I was telling everyone in the network, if there's a if there's someone that you need to work with, it's this bank here. Yeah, I suppose it takes some money a bit disruptive sometimes to yeah. come in and kind of shake things up a bit. But th- that's it's a great it's a great thing for women working here and trying to do their Absolutely. own thing, like entrepreneurs Business like bank you. bank accounts or personal bank accounts, it, Well, that's right? what I have a personal yeah. one, yeah. But, um, you know, the it seems like for businesses, for, you know, kind of entrepreneurs, it makes things a lot easier yeah Yeah. and I think every time I speak to different like partners of ours or different organizations they want to make things better and easier for women whether it's around bank accounts or starting a business Mm -hmm. or getting the right support everyone you know we're providing the tools for the women and these different organizations also want to provide the tools so they Mm -hmm. want to work with us to make sure that they're the right tools are being given to women whether it's around learning about their finances, whether it's around setting up a website Mm. or their business or coaching on how to approach their career or finding the right opportunities. Mm -hmm. So there's like a full spectrum of things that we're, we're offering to women, but it's at the end of the day, it's just making sure that we can help women with their well-being around career, Mm. motherhood, um, and then and balancing it, and right? balancing I was going to ask setting boundaries, you, it's hard. that's hard. And yeah. I wanted to ask you, how do you, I mean, you founded this organization with that kind of ethos in mind. How do you balance, you know, how do you maintain, you know, are there any practices that you specifically have that you think yeah. would be helpful to share? Absolutely. So when I first started, I just remember doing everything like, just, you know, you're doing everything at the one go. And so in the beginning I had to take a step back and say, I need to 
theme and organize my days. So when okay. you're starting something, I would say on on Mondays it's about community and membership. On Tuesdays it's marketing. Wednesday it's about partnerships. Okay. Thursday is finances. So you group everything I, in. And- yeah. So I I themed everything, and you know you're kind of doing everything. So I set I would set days. Otherwise you're just kind of you're running. all over yeah, the place. You're just you all don't over know the what place. Yeah. Exactly. And so by That's setting those themes, that helped in the beginning. And then, and then it became, you know, there's, I was kind of still figuring out motherhood, right? So mm. how to spend my time, how to parent, how to connect with my child, how to manage household responsibilities, you know, responsibilities communicate with my husband about how we approach it. And so then I started time blocking moments with my son that I would just block time and set clear boundaries of this is the time I would take him to the pool or this is the time, you know, if he, he wasn't in school yet, you know, that mm. I would spend with him. And then this is the time that my husband and I would discuss, you know, what he needs to do and what I need to what do. Time? And that, that takes a few years to figure to out. Figure, to, yeah. get into, to get it into a yeah, kind of momentum and routine. there's constant change happening, yeah. right, in the business. And there's constant change happening, like in your family dynamic. And then you get pregnant again and then you have to go through it again. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that was kind of my hack in the beginning. And then now... I would say um, I still stick to that as well, but it's now knowing where I spend my time and where my partner co-founder spends her time, and we—it's just the dynamic of working together. Okay, so um, that you mark, you kind of optimize yes, how it's everything and how going. we work together, and just using different tools and how we we approach you know productivity. Because at the end of the day, it's just being focused and consistent. And so, you know, we had to make some decisions around childcare services because you know both of you have kids. Yeah, yeah we we both both my husband and I are, are working, working all the time and so I couldn't have my kids be picked up at 12 and then can you imagine like having to do pick up at 12 uh, in the middle, in of, the the day, middle of the day and then have the kids all around and so um it was just setting some clear expectations around childcare as well so that with you and your co-founder and then obviously with my co-founder and, your and with my husband yeah. as well on on certain times so that we could spend Everyone. on working. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, do you? So, I, like, I was. It's obviously the life lab. We're we're trying to elicit wisdom out of our guests who've achieved remarkable things. And obviously, what yeah. you've done with Crunch Moms is is pretty spectacular in such Thank a short you. space of time. What have you? Has it changed what your what your perception or your what success means to you Julie like from when you started to now what does what would you say and you're still so young I mean you've got years ahead of you of like doing amazing things what do you think success means to you now and do you think that's going to change yeah it's definitely changed a, a lot and it changes as you get as became I a mom grow and, and yeah as a person personally but also changes with with the business I think when I first started Crunch Moms you know I was super excited and I was like oh the career success the success can be you know when we reach this number or we fundraise this much and then as you pivot and you grow the business success is definitely um it's a very personal thing, but of it course. changes, right? So I would say for me, if I can, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs in this community that reach burnout and that just overdo it. Really? And people in the corporate world, yeah. Oh God, in the corporate world, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And so I think first is I've had to say I have to take care of myself and my well-being um, because, you know, I still have to be a mother. Mm-hmm. I still have to be a wife, um, a daughter. And just healthy. An entrepreneur and healthy, yeah. right? And so when you see that people start to look unhealthy, 
I just think that that is a clear success mark. So making sure that I sleep, making sure that I exercise and that I set these boundaries for my life because mm-hmm. you just overdo it. I think when you're in your 20s with, without like all these other responsibilities, you overwork yourself. But uh, you I know, completely agree with you. And even if you don't have kids, I mean, yeah. we've, we were talking before about people who get sick, you know, yeah. um, and I think it's because they don't set, you know, that's partly because they didn't maybe, you know, have they felt so much pressure that they don't take that time to just say no I need to I need to sleep I need to sleep for seven hours or I need to sleep for eight hours that's what I need to do a really good job or to be at my best and you're better off being at your best than some zombie or half version of yourself trying to do everything exactly exactly and it, it catches up right in time and you know we we have you know as they say a hundred years to live and it's i know not, it's i mean it's might be a cheesy line but it is a marathon and not a sprint right? yeah start trying to achieve things like within the week or within the day you just overdo it and so for me i've learned that this past year just going from one kid to two that you know i have to look after myself before so i can look after sleep, others i need a to proper sleep. diet i definitely need exercise you know i need to look after my nutrition and, you know, this is one of the topics at Summit. There's different things about women and their midlife transformation mm-hmm. that really impacts work um, when they reach their 40s and their 50s. Oh, OK. And that's, maybe that's for another another conversation. But that you know. was a really big topic yeah, at the Summit. Yeah, nutrition and perimenopause, mm. menopause and uh, movement and mental resilience. Um, mm-hmm. aging it all links up and so for me that's that's an important success metric um but it's also just setting success metrics in the sense of hitting milestones that are are reasonable for the business mm-hmm. um setting clear kpis but i think what i've taken away is you're in control of your own life and destiny, right? Don't let other people impact it. Other people kind of dictate what you do, whether you're in a corporate environment, whether it's at home, whether it's in the workplace. And I think that's something that I took away. It's advice that was given to me when I was in my 30s, in my corporate role. So that was the best. Do you think that was the sort of like the the advice that shaped your career the most what was what is shaped that? my career the most I don't or the maybe best maybe advice. I think it kind of triggered something right it was like you're in control of your own destiny so create create that and I think that was something that I always refer back to because I think when you're starting out in your 20s you think you know if you have a bad line manager or you have a bad team member that okay well I have to listen to them but you know or you know, have to figure something else out or perhaps you know you're working and you think I have to just work until this one year and then ask for this promotion and this next job opportunity and then year two. And, you know, how can I get it when I'm at the age of 28? And so what I realize is you are definitely in control. You have to ask for it. You have to work hard for it. Obviously, you have to prove it, right? You don't Mm -hmm. have to, there's no like loopholes of getting around. Mm -hmm. But if you do good work, you stay with your values, but you can be in control if there's someone that doesn't work well with you. You are in control of how you approach that. Um, if you want to try entrepreneurship or have your passion project, then do it. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing stopping you. And so that's something that I always remind myself, like if not now, then when, when, mm-hmm. but then also you're in control. So if there's something that is just in the way, then, you know, try to figure out a way to navigate your life because mm. it is yours. I think that's really, I think that's a really good one because even I've heard people at all different stages, not just younger, you know, beginning their careers, sort of feeling, you know, obliged to do something you know like oh I can't leave because I have xyz or in work have this many years before I can leave this place and I need to do you know this is 
I mean, you know, maybe they've been somewhere a while and they sort of feel obligated. And, and I mean, that, that's in one way that can be a little bit true, but I also think yeah. it's so important that it is your life. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not, ha if when you're 90 or 100, you're not going to look back and be like, I'm so glad I stayed to make other people, you know, happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I mean, we all have responsibilities and have to be, you know, like true to your values that like you're saying, if you kind of promise to do something, you do it. But at the same time, you can't just sacrifice your own happiness to, you know, to complete some kind of obligation that you think you owe to someone else. I mean, definitely, that's also important. Definitely. And I think this advice was given to me from someone that was a mentor that was quite senior in the corporate world. And I think, I think when you get to know, when you get mentors and you get to know them personally or professionally that, you know, they're people too. And, mm. you know, and you, you hear of stories of people just working until like they're unwell in the workplace and, you have to think, is that, that is the life not. you want to live? So if you take care of your health, um, you look after your, your mental well-being, you do the fun, the basics that we mm, need to do. Mm. But then also, you know, don't feel like you're stuck, whether it's in a marriage or in a workplace or, you know, there's you can you can get out of get things. Out of yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. I, I think that a lot of people need to hear that, you know, some even from my own experience of being around you know, people that I interact with through whether it's work or whether it's um, socially or, um, you know, through my networks, yeah. a lot of people need to hear that again and again. It's not just something that you sometimes you hear that and you're like, you're right, you're right. And then you go back into your world and you get lost in it again. Yeah. But it's it's so important. You know, that's a really good message. Yeah. And I think that's that's why I really loved when we started our designing your life program, because I think a lot of it is a mindset thing. Mm. right? You, you say, oh, but I can't do that because of X, Y, Z. You come up with the problems. But then when you start to look at things differently, I mean, opportunities come, mm. right? If if you come in with that right mindset, you will figure out the right opportunities for yourself. And that's, that's what a lot of these women have have done. done for themselves mm. yeah they've started like well how am I supposed to do this I can't leave this job or you know my kids here but then man they've all created some pretty amazing opportunities for themselves that's brilliant yeah that is so good and where is the course it's in Dubai or yeah, is it online it's, or it's is in it in Dubai person and it can be online so we we host it here in Dubai um at a beautiful place called Pico oh um, yeah yeah it's a really nice like very calm environment we have this like upstairs loft that we hosted it can be done uh, virtually we're going to be doing a lot more hybrid as well okay um um, and I mean, it's really helped people. Like I believe in trusting this process because it has worked. And it's just once a week for six weeks. Once a week for six weeks. And then weeks. you check yeah. in and things. Once a day for six weeks. Or sorry, once a day. Yeah, once a once day, for, a day for six weeks. Once, once a week, yeah, for um, six weeks. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I confused you there. I made it sound complicated. But um, so, and it's it's here in Dubai and you can also do it online. Yes. So anyone in the world could do it really yeah, if they wanted, yeah. they could. And okay. we have a coach that's been certified by the professors um, at themselves. Yeah, at Stanford. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And um, Julie, I wanted to ask you um, a little bit about if, you know, I mean, like I was going to ask you, what are you most proud of? But I think that's, I mean, obviously your kids, but career wise, it's found being a founder of, I'm yeah, just presuming, I mean, but. No, I mean, let me, let me reflect on it for a moment. What am I most proud of in my career? I think um, definitely starting something is, and, by and yourself. seeing the impact. Yeah. Starting something on my own at a time that you're juggling a lot mm -hmm. right um but seeing the impact that we've made in a short period of time that's definitely something uh, is very rewarding and i would say you know different milestones in in my career that led me to where i am today right so i think just following my gut instincts having these mentors that gave me these opportunities when i was in the corporate world that allowed me the exposure that i got and i think 
you have to take these opportunities and learn from them and keep going. Because I think if you just take these traditional linear routes of just kind of being kind of behind the laptop Mm. or just sticking to what you think you have to do, I kind of just kept um, challenging the opportunities. What can I do next? What's what's in store for me? Um, You know, doing doing good work, but then also I was always ambitious. I kept going and looking. And I think that's that hasn't stopped in me. It's mm. um, That's definitely something I'm proud of. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think Crunch Moms has been right now to date, probably the biggest, uh, biggest uh, achievement. Yeah. <laughs> and what I mean, so you want to grow the network. What's next for Crunch Moms? Yeah, I mean, do you have any? It's, it's definitely growing the network more. I mean, when I go out, sometimes people are like, are you Crunch Moms? Like it's. That's I mean, crazy. Yeah, really? yeah, it's really crazy. I'll go out to eat, and then someone's like, "Oh, are you from Crunch Moms?" Or I've seen you. I've, I know a lot about Crunch Moms. So when people that you don't know are talking about it and come up to you, that must feel amazing. Cool. Yeah, it's nice. It's weird. I'm like, oh no, but it's it's a nice feeling. Um, what's next for Crunch Moms is just growing it's the network. Growing. Yeah, it's growing. We want to we want to make the impact in in the MENA region. So so across MENA. Yeah, yeah. So we've done a lot in Dubai. You know, Abu Dhabi. We want to look at Saudi. Saudi. Yeah. Saudi would be amazing yeah. for crunch moms. So it's yeah. it's figuring out what's next for this, but then also growing our our products, our services, and offerings, and and working a lot more with um, big organizations. Mm-hmm. That's the big one. Okay. Because yeah, we can tackle a lot of the women in our community and support them. But there are a lot uh, of women in the workplace that just don't have that time. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't just come mm-hmm. and let go of like on a Monday morning or uh, in the yeah, middle I'm of the day. So like you. That, yeah, yeah. No, and so we so want to go things. straight to the companies to say, such a this is what idea. we can do. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Even doing, yeah, even online stuff as well, or like with corporates, that could yeah, be. Yeah, and it's doing it yeah. in the right way because I think sometimes online it's a different type of connection. No, that's true, but, yeah. But basically we know there's something there because mm. there's a lot of great female talent that mm-hmm. we can support and it's it's going to the right people within the organization. And this is always a difficult question, but I like to ask people if you have any regrets. Yeah, I was thinking about this when you shared the question. I don't think I have uh, any regrets. No, no. That's good. Um, I think it's kind of what I alluded to before is I've stayed close to the values mm-hmm. and knowing I'm a good person. I'm ha- doing the right thing. Do you think that your parents instilled that strong sense of value? Yeah, I mean, because that, yeah, I think it seems like you had that solidly. Yeah, because I, if I reflect back, like in growing up in Texas and, and my parents, you know, I have Vietnamese parents that immigrated from Vietnam to the U.S. And I I didn't realize it when I was a kid. But now when I re- look at it, they worked hard. They mm-hmm. worked extremely hard to provide. They came with nothing. Um, they made decisions around education, being in the right neighborhood, community, to give the right opportunities for my brother and I. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's doing very well. Um, You're I'm doing, doing well. I'm making an impact, you know. And so I think... My mother is definitely a big inspiration. She's a very good person and she's she was always looking after everyone and doing good for everyone. And I think recently I've seen that takes a toll on her as she's aged. Mm-hmm. And so what I've taken away from this looking at my parents is um, that, you know, you should never you, you can start with nothing and, and create something and you can create a great opportunity in future for yourself or for your kids. And so I think they definitely instill those values in me. They've mm-hmm. always challenged me to work hard and be ambitious and, um, you know, to just be independent as mm-hmm. well. And, mm-hmm. you know, coming out to Dubai by myself. That was you know. pretty epic at yeah, 21. Yeah. yeah. And so I think I would say my upbringing definitely played a big role in, in who I am. And my mm-hmm. mother is, is definitely a big role model. 
Um, and I've also learned a lot from uh, seeing seeing my parents as well and my mother. And I would say um, no regrets because I just want to go to sleep at the end of the day and just know that I've made the right decision. I don't want to lose sleep over like a decision I've made for the business or mm. people but just knowing, okay, you're not going to see eye to eye with everyone. And I used to be someone that wanted to be friends with everyone. But and I do was good. like yeah, that too. You're, yeah, you're a sweetheart. Uh, so, and it, it takes a toll on us. That was a really hard lesson for me to learn too, that you just, you don't, ha- I was. You I mean, don't have to be friends with everyone. Yeah, like you trying, oh, I have to make everybody happy. And, and I would be so upset if someone. Uh, but and it impacts that, you the most. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah. yeah. And so there's ways of approaching it, but it was just knowing these are my values. I can go to sleep knowing I made the right decision for I don't know, my family, mm. whatever the scenario is and for I crunch moms. You know, everything you were doing was with a good intention. Exactly. So even if someone isn't happy, there's nothing, you know, that just happens sometimes. You can't, you know, it's not because you did the wrong thing or you hurt them. It's just, you know, you did everything you were doing was with the right intention. So exactly. you can't feel bad then. So if you can go to sleep knowing yeah. that, I think that's probably why I have no regrets yeah. right now. That's really cool. Yeah. And um I wanted to just ask, is there any advice that you would give to young Julie, like 21 years <laughs> old, coming out here on her own with her two suitcases? If you, you, What would you love to say to her? It's so funny. When I first came out here with two suitcases, I was sleeping in a room. I swear it was like a closet. <laughs> and when I think back, I'm like, I guess that's the journey that people, I, it was smaller than you could ever was, imagine. But I was so chill that I was like, oh, these, these roommates are cool. I can sleep anywhere. I, know. I was like, it was a pitch dark room. And so when I think back, you know, I think, I think there's always humble beginnings. Oh my God. Which I, I very much believe in. Yeah. Um, I used to live in a, an apartment in Madrid when I, in my first kind of job outside of university that had no tiles in the bathroom. There were like creepy crawlies. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, but at but the time stories, you're kind yeah. of, yeah, those are the stories you, you, you don't look have, back you're on. kind of, you know, spending four hours a day on the metro teaching English at night to make enough money to pay rent and things. And But it's a great, it's really character building. Yeah. So, and, and then I would say, you know, I worked really, I worked a lot. I mean, we worked together, right? Yes. So we would work all the time in yes. our 20s. But uh-huh. I would, I would say that um, there's much more to life than just work. I think it's important to do good work and to learn and reflect and to grow and, and follow those opportunities ambition. But also there's there are other things in life as well, right? Different projects, different passions, family, friends, our own well-being. So I would say never, never forget those things. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to forget in your 20s. It's easy to forget when you're an entrepreneur. It's easy to forget when you're a mom. Um, but it's something that you have to just kind of carve out time for because, mm-hmm. you know, we it, only have one life to we live. We only have one yeah. life to live. And any books or movies, last question, on that really impact, even one that was... This is a hard one for me. I know. But I love Lost in Translation. That's such a good movie. I know. And, and every did, time... Did it's, that kind of inspire you to maybe travel or like take maybe, a... Maybe. I yeah. think there are these just feel-good movies with a nice storyline that every time you watch it, you could watch it 20 times, you always take away something or... A new thing from that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's, I mean, yeah. it's just a random one I'm throwing yeah, out there. No, I wouldn't cool. say there's been one movie or one book. Um, I mean, I really, I, I barely have time to read these days, but I would say I do a lot more with like, like parenting books. Yes. There's, so I think. Like, was there any parenting there, book that helped you? There, the I mo- mean, it was a very basic, like easy to read, like Montessori toddler book, but I think it crafted how I approach. How you were going to parent. Okay. Parenting, how parenting and like how my kids can approach a different curriculum playing and, and growing their brain. Because I learned a lot through Crunch Moms and through these books that a brain, a child's brain 
is fully developed at the age of six. And so the first six years of their lives are extremely crucial. So just like things like screen time and how they focus and giving them opportunities to be creative. I mean, I think these these books have gone a really long way in how I approach like parenting with my young kids. Well, that's a really good one for moms, you know, like that. that's a really good insight. The first 1,000 days are like apparently quite the most. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but again, it's just through reading and, and being around other women in this or parents in this space to like learn how best to approach parenting okay that's another conversation that's as well. brilliant yeah but julie thank you so much for coming on that i feel like we just uh we have so many more questions i want to ask you and I, we don't have time but maybe we'll do it again i would love to but thank i really you appreciate me. you being here that was such a great interview and so many insightful things so thank you for sharing yeah and i hope it, it can help inspire any of the listeners today. i hope so and uh, i really enjoyed having this Thanks, conversation Julie. with you Siobhan. thank you and best of luck with crunch moms and what's the website i'm gonna put it on the crunchmoms.com crunchmoms yeah. moms m-o-m-s and it's for women um and men all yes. over anywhere that they're based they can do the the course yes, right that's so correct thanks for being here julie thank thanks you for so your time much. thank you thank you